0: In the meantime, just head over to patreon.com slash the writer files. It's free to join Patreon to get a preview and you can upgrade anytime. That's patreon.com slash the writer files. Help us start something special.
1: You think of a writer and you often think of someone who's maybe um, not antisocial, but you know, introverted often, or yeah. You know, yeah. And, and I think the thing is that it's, it's, it's so tricky because unlike anything else, it, You know that readers want to hear from the writer; they they want to connect with them. And the writer, you know, is it's like if it were a movie. The writer is at once the actors, the director, (laughs) the the lighting, the sound, and everyone. Um, The a writer's fans are not going to want to hear from me. They're not going to want to hear from the book editor. So um, it is important to connect with one's fans directly, you know, however possible.
0: Greetings and welcome back to The Writer Files. I am your host, Kelton Reed. And in part two of this file, the top-ranked New York literary agent Mark Gottlieb of Trident Media Group returned to enlighten us about all things publishing, including what it's like to work at one of the world's leading agencies, how to stand out as a writer, and the kinds of projects he's looking for right now. Mark grew up around books and best-selling authors, and the writing life had an influence on him from a very early age. Inspired to go into the family business, he graduated with a degree in writing, literature, and publishing, and began his career at Penguin. He's since gone on to become one of the top-ranked agents on Publishers Marketplace and has represented numerous award-winning and New York Times best-selling authors. Trident Media Group is a prominent New York agency that represents a diverse stable of over 1,000 best-selling and emerging authors across a wide range of genres in fiction and nonfiction. Mark has optioned books for both film and TV and is actively building a client list of authors at TMG. He previously ran their audiobook department and has worked in foreign rights. He has a passion for working directly with authors to help them manage and build their careers using the unique resources available to him and one of the world's leading agencies. If you're interested in Insider's Take on how to get traditionally published today, stick around. And just a quick note that this episode of The Writer Files is brought to you by the inspiring team at Author Accelerator. You know that book idea rattling around in your head? Well, now is the time to take it seriously. And working with an Author Accelerator book coach is the best way to write forward. Author Accelerator book coaches give writers feedback, accountability, and support while you write so that you can get that idea out of your head and onto the page. And if you think book coaching sounds like a gig you'd like to do, many authors and copywriters have the exact skill set needed to become great book coaches themselves, including managing a project and understanding that creative process. Author Accelerator offers intensive book coach training and master classes so that you can add this premium service to your own arsenal. Writers can simply head over to authoraccelerator.com Slash writer files for more info and to get the free seven day writing challenge to start mapping out your own book. That's authoraccelerator.com slash writer files. And in part two of this file, Mark and I discussed how to stand out as a writer today, including the importance of platform, timing, and talent, why authors can't put the cart before the horse, and the difference between selling non fiction and fiction manuscripts the secrets of successful authors that aspiring writers can steal, how a literary agent can improve on a publisher's marketing and promotion plan, the most critical time leading up to your book's birthday, all the different ways big agencies can think of your work beyond the book deal, and Mark's sage advice and tips for authors who are ready to seek representation. And if you missed the first half of this show, you can find it in the archives at writerfiles.fm and you can find the last 100 episodes on Apple Podcasts or wherever you tune in and in the show notes. Stay tuned. The Writer Files is brought to you by my friends at copyblogger.com. Words that work. Build your online authority with powerfully effective content marketing. Get superior content marketing education, so you can build a remarkable online presence. Authors, bloggers, journalists, online publishers, and entrepreneurs, head over to copyblogger.com to learn more. That's copyblogger.com. And if you're a fan of The Writer Files, please click subscribe to automatically see new interviews as soon as they're published, and leave us a rating or a review over on Apple Podcasts to help other writers find us. Well, um... Yeah. Let's talk about some things that, that help writers, uh, Mm -hmm. to kind of stand out from the crowd out there, you know, be it, you know, things that you've noticed or, or kind of, uh, advise regarding just, you know, platform, uh, timing, talent, you know, I know these things all come into play. I know it's kind of a, you know, not everything is the same for every writer, you know, not every, not every writer has, um, this giant platform maybe an incredibly talented writer. Not every writer has a, uh, you know, a, uh, a literary award on their desk, but they are, right. um, you know, working in a medium that's, that's um, needed out there. So, you know, maybe kind of talk a little bit about the approaches of, of, or, you know, what you've seen as you've been approached by potential clients, kind of yeah. what, what you feel like are, is a good mix of what works well.
1: Well, Kelton, I'd say that what you asked is very astute. And, and, and pointing out three things, platform, timing and talent in that, you know, platform is really important to authors of nonfiction in that book publishers are, are thinking in their minds, OK, if this person has a million social media followers or they do speaking engagements to hundreds, if not thousands of people throughout the country, throughout the year, the publisher is thinking if just a fraction of that audience buys the book, that the publisher will be in great shape. You know, they like that built-in audience. It's kind of like you mentioned Mm -hmm. um, one of my authors, James Breakwell. He has over a million followers on Twitter. It was a real no-brainer for the publisher to publish the book because they know he can flip a switch and say, okay, followers, I got a new book. You got to buy it. And they go out and they buy the book, and it's like printing money every time he publishes a book. So Mm -hmm. it's not enough in in nonfiction outside of a platform to – have written a good book on an interesting subject and to be an authority on the subject matter in which you're writing, the publisher really needs to see that whatever you're saying, you're saying it from a Broadway stage and not from a soapbox. And so a lot of what I find in nonfiction is it's convincing all publishers that that platform is there. And you really, excuse me, you really can't make that kind of thing up. In fact, Publishers have gotten very smart about it. Like there are people who can buy Twitter followers, for instance, Mm -hmm. you know, or or pay for likes on Facebook and things like that. And the publisher can see that, okay, you have over a million followers, but every time you make a post, you get like one or two retweets. So what's going on (laughs) with that? yeah. Yeah. So. They look at engage the engagement level of the followers too. So for sure. that's re- really the thing that authors of nonfiction need to focus on. You can't go cart before the horse. You need to have your platform really in order and really beefed up before you approach uh, an agent uh, and then go on to you know get published. And then you know you also mentioned, uh, Kelton, you mentioned timing. I think that. Timing has a lot to do with, uh, any author who's writing a book, I think that they don't just need to be with the times, like, you know, for instance, if you're writing a a children's book, where right now, diversity and own voices is a really big thing. If you're, if you're, um, you know, not a person of a diverse background, and you're trying to write someone else's narrative, people are very sensitive to that kind of thing, Right. Um, It would be like, uh, you know, or someone writing about toxic masculinity and, you know, (laughs) Mm
2: -hmm.
1: not having watched this Gillette commercial or heard anything about that. And maybe they're trying to write another Tucker Max book. They would have been completely out of touch. So (laughs) I think some of these things have a lot to do with timing. And that's a tricky thing because sometimes, you know, you're on the crest of a wave or you're making the wave, but Mm -hmm. you don't want to really ever be behind the the trend line it's a really tricky tricky thing and then in the rarest of instances there are authors that unwittingly create these trends for instance you know when dan brown published the da vinci code every publisher was scrambling to make their own version of the da vinci code and they went the first thing they did was because you know, you, it's, it takes 12 to 18 months from the date of a signed contract to, to publish most any book. The f- first thing these publishers did was they went and they looked at their backlist to see if they had any fiction that, you know, was similar in a way. And they really couldn't find anything. And so what some publishers then did was, in looking at their backlist, they started looking at their nonfiction. And what they discovered was there were a lot of people Reading books about non uh, fiction books about conspiracies within the Catholic Church, hmm. and not just conspiracies, but ones having to do with Mary Magdalene. And right away, it clicked in the minds of publishers that there had been this underserved audience, people who were clearly interested in this subject. They couldn't find the book in the fiction space, and so they had come to it in other ways. And when Brown came about, he just unwittingly. Uh, served this, you know, underrepresented audience. And from there, it was just like the water cooler effect. So that's all kind of timing, you know. Um, And then the last thing, too, you mentioned is talent. I'll, I'll speak about that in regard to fiction in that fiction is different than nonfiction. First of all, it can only be sold on a full manuscript because... It's not idea-driven the way that nonfiction is. You know, someone evaluating nonfiction at a publishing house can look at a proposal in sample chapters because they figure, okay, if the idea is good, if the opening is good, I can see where the rest of the book will go. Whereas in fiction, it's really about uh, the quality of the writing and the author, by extension of that, becoming a household name. So, yeah, obviously it needs to be well-written, but I think what helps, you know, very new authors of fiction, let's just say debut fiction, is in addition to those things, um, really having a lot of feathers in their caps. And that might mean maybe the author attended some very prestigious writers' workshops or conferences, like there's the Yale Writers' Conference. Uh, there's uh, there's another one at Sarah Lawrence, an Iowa Writers' Workshop. Uh, um, there are a bunch of them. Um, or maybe they got some awards for short stories of theirs that they hopefully published with a prestigious literary magazine or maybe they collected endorsements from best-selling authors along the way you know blurbs or or praise for their their books or their writing in general all of that i kind of lump it into you know the talent of the writer and the uh, relevant writing experience their backgrounds and, and credentials that can really be the the bells and whistles to, uh, you know, a quality piece of fiction writing.
2: Yeah, yeah.
0: Earlier in the show, I mentioned an invaluable resource for writers. Truth is the Arrow, Mercy is the Bow, a DIY manual for the construction of stories based on three decades of writing, failing, and trying again. Author Steve Almond is a beloved professor at Harvard and Wesleyan and the acclaimed New York Times bestseller of 12 books of fiction and nonfiction And in Truth is the Arrow, Mercy is the Bow, Steve employs the radical empathy he displayed as a co-host of the Dear Sugars podcast with Cheryl Strayed, where they explored the joys and trials of storytelling to explode myths that hold us back from writing our deepest and truest work. The book includes chapters on plot, character, and chronology, but travels far beyond the earnest intentions of most craft books. It also includes writing prompts to generate new work. Pulitzer Prize-winning author Richard Russo called it one of the best books on writing he's ever read. And also the funniest. Pick up a copy of Truth is the Arrow, Mercy is the Bow, a DIY manual for the construction of stories wherever you buy books and add it to your TBR today. And just a quick aside to revisit the exclusive Writer Files Patreon community where subscribers get access to uncut ad-free interviews, a Writer's Happy Hour, bonus breakdowns, and a lot more. I know that for serious writers, it can be more distracting than ever to cut through the noise, stay productive, and home in on what's happening in the publishing industry. Over eight years, we've provided a looking glass into the habits of professional writers and publishing industry insiders. And as your humble host, I've decided to launch a membership-based Patreon for serious scribes to cut through the noise, swap tips and tricks, and hang out with like-minded peers. Just head over to patreon.com slash thewriterfiles for bonus writing resources Monthly episode breakdowns, for Writer's Happy Hour, a community of your peers, ad-free episodes, and more. It's free to join, to get a preview, and you can upgrade anytime. That's patreon.com slash thewriterfiles. Help us start something cool and special. Keep calm and write on. Well, that's great. And you do talk about that uh, quite a bit in some of the interviews you've done and, and on your blog, which I'll also point to. Um, and those are great, again, more great resources that you offer. So it's something you've talked about at length. Um, but in your veteran kind of experience, you know, I mean, there's a couple of questions I had just about like, maybe if you could compare the
1: successful
0: writers and successful authors that you've rubbed elbows with, um, you know, kind of what they do over the long haul that sets them apart from, aspiring authors um, who may you know not have those pieces yet and you know who are gonna obviously listen to this and and take take notes hopefully um, but you know maybe about the importance of consistency or I and mean, you've talked about persistence over the long haul you know like that <laughs> the irony of the kind of the the 10-year mm. uh, overnight success you know what what you, what are mm. these what are these really successful um, writers doing that that um, aspiring writers can take a, a page from?
1: Yeah, I wish there was one formula or magic bullet. You know, I can say <laughs> that from what I'm seeing, from where I'm sitting. You know, I'm working with a lot of at the agency. You know, I, I've worked with and come across many best-selling authors, and you know, a lot of the commonality of what I see among them is, for one, the way in which they work with their agents. You know, one of the things we like to do at Trident is really ask the publisher for their marketing and publicity plans so that we can try to comment and improve upon those plans, you know, to make recommendations of our own. And then I like to sit with the client and see maybe what they could be doing on their own. So sometimes we look at their social media prep, uh, uh, presence, we look at their, their website, uh, and sometimes it's it's simple things like... You know, does that button or that link, you know, to your Instagram actually work on your website? Um, <laughs> you know, or um, yeah. there's some of these resources on on the blog I keep, where I talk about author email signatures. That's a way to kind of be uh, passively marketing and promoting one's book. I see a lot of these um, authors, you know, interface with their publishers and their uh, marketing and publicity people the best they can. But also sometimes I see them go for outside uh, book publicists as well,
2: Mm -hmm.
1: you know, because a lot of the, this is not to speak ill, um, but a lot of these publishers have various imprints inside the publishing house. It's like little companies under one big umbrella and a lot of them share the same back office. So there might be a, a publicist at a publishing house who oversees the list of like several publishers. And so they're oftentimes spread very thin Mm -hmm. and the publishers can only really devote their time and attention to what they feel are really their lead titles or key titles. So I think a lot of it is staying on the publisher. Um, I like to look at a calendar of events with authors to see when they should be expecting certain things, when they should be promoting their book, I think things really start to rev up like four months from publication Mm -hmm. and sometimes in in the months uh, thereafter, but the most critical time is, you know, your book's publication day. You have to treat it like, you know, your birthday or, you know, it's your book, it's your book's birthday.
0: That's interesting, you know, because it it always kind of comes full circle back to the idea that, um, I think whether you're, a self published author or a traditionally published author, you really have to think of yourself as a as a startup, right? Kind of as, you know, you you do have to take on some of that marketing promotion stuff. The book is is a business and the uh you know, the author is really kinda of has to become an entrepreneur or wear the hat of an entrepreneur. I'm sure a lot of writers don't like that idea <laughs> initially, right? Yeah.
1: Yeah, I mean, I could see why you'd say that. In that, you know, you think of a writer, and you often think of someone who's maybe um, not antisocial, but you know, introverted, often, or yeah, yeah, you know, yeah, and and I think the thing is that it's 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 so tricky because unlike anything else, you know, that readers want to hear from the writer, they they want to connect with them, yeah, and the writer, absolutely. you know, is it's like if it were a movie. The writer is at once the actors, the director, <laughs> the the lighting, the sound, and everyone. Um, they, the a writer's fans are not going to want to hear from me. They're not going to want to hear from the book editor. So um, it is important to connect with one's fans directly, you know, however possible.
0: Well, um, let's talk about uh, maybe some of the different um, types of deals. That you've done in the past, you know, maybe some eccentricities of what you've run up against um, out there with your, with your clients. You know, I'm I'm kind of interested in some of your stories about maybe selling for TV and film um, because you've, you've done a fair amount of that in the past and, and (laughs) what that's, what that's like.
1: Sure. I mean, there are lots of other types of deals when you know, outside of just simply making a book deal with a publisher, you know, our agency is is different, I think, from a lot of other literary agencies in a lot of ways, in that we don't just think of the book as its own manifestation. You know, we look at a book and we see all the possibilities surrounding a book. Like a book could one day be an audiobook, it could be not just in print and ebook And it could be translated and published overseas. It could be a film or a TV show. It could be a board game. You know, it could be a video game. (laughs) So I think a lot of, this is not to speak pejoratively, but it might be the tendency of a much, much smaller agency or an agency that just maybe doesn't have the, the means or the, the willingness to do this in that um, they might give a lot of these rights away to a book publisher in the hopes of garnering a slightly higher book advance, whereas mm. our tendency is to fight a publisher off and hold on to as many rights for the client as we can so we can help the client properly exploit those rights to their benefit. Um, so, for instance, in regard to foreign rights, you know, we sell direct. We go to the London Book Fair, the Frankfurt Book Fair, two of the biggest world's book fairs every year, and sit down with foreign publishers face-to-face and ask them, how they're doing, what their market's like, what they're looking for, and hand sell or cater a title to them. They, an author can't get that level of treatment when, you know, that kind of business is farmed out to like a no. co-agent or a sub-agent, no. or or when a publisher has control of those rights. And so, in speaking of film and TV, which, you know, that's a uh, that's almost like an episode in itself. I have to say, <laughs> okay, um, there's a there's a lot to cover there. I could say a little bit about it. Yeah, but, come back um, another
0: time and 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 do another one. That'd be really cool. So many of the the authors we speak with mm-hmm. often have like a you know a um, an adaptation in the works, and I know right. that you know some of them have expressed frustration as to you know how slowly it works. Um, some are already on Netflix. You know, and it's like I, again, I, I, I wholeheartedly agree with you from what we've been told that uh it it probably is an episode unto itself
1: yeah and and that stuff like you say it does take time like you hear about things going into development hell and you know we still do a lot of work for our clients in that space i was in la a couple of weeks ago we take a lot of meetings with folks at places like paramount we went to netflix studios amazon studios uh and so on and so forth it's a lot of work and it's kind of like buying a lotto ticket you know It could happen for an author tomorrow. It could be, you know, years from now, but it's still important work we do for clients. So we have adapted a lot of our stuff for film and TV. Like we did uh, the Spielberg movie, um, A Dog's Purpose and A Dog's Way Home. We did uh, Wonder, you know, uh, uh, Julia Roberts and Jacob Tremblay were in that. Uh, The new uh, Dune movie and TV series that's coming out. Uh, That was us too. Oh, cool. So we do a lot of work in that space, but I find it takes time and it can often be a distraction for authors who, you know, fixate on that a little too much.
0: Yeah, (laughs) for sure. For sure.
1: At Evernorth Health Services, we believe costs
0: shouldn't get in the way of life-changing care, and we're doing everything in our power to make it possible. Behavioral health solutions that also keep your projections at their best, it's possible pharmacy benefits that benefit your bottom line it's possible complex specialty care that cares about your roi it's possible because we're already doing it all while saving businesses billions that's wonder made possible learn more at evernorth.com wonder
2: another day is here and you're ready for it what to wear check breakfast lunch and dinner check planning for what's next and how to save for it that's where bank of america can help for your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE.
0: Well, I would love to have you back to uh, get more into your brand on that one. Um, I think that would be a cool episode. We could combine it with some other interesting stuff um from from your perspective in that world um, all always Uh pretty fascinating so before we kind of wrap up with your final advice for um authors who are ready to seek representation um and query and and do all that stuff um and where to connect with you um i guess you know uh, a good question to ask you would be are you open for submissions um and uh, yeah, what kind of things uh, you're looking for? If you are sure, I, mean, <laughs> I know you are.
1: I am. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I am. It says in my uh, company profile, but yeah, so I am actively building my client list. I'm open to to most anything, really. You know, I'd rather I'd rather not shut myself off to any one particular thing. But with that said, you know, I do a lot of commercial fiction, upmarket fiction platform driven nonfiction you know the occasional children's book or graphic novel so it's really it run it's all over the place it really runs the gamut but those are some of the things you know I'm really looking for yeah. so I'm open to to a lot. I'd say they should visit authors should visit our website, take a That's look right they could read the, my bio they can look at my client list or the kinds of releases I have there to get a sense of the the books I've done or they can look up my deals on publishers marketplace Absolutely. And, and they would see more even more there yep
0: and I'll point at uh, trident groupcom slash agents slash mark hyphen Gottlieb of course and yeah so um, yeah just out of the just real quick do you, do you have any um, hotly anticipated uh, titles, uh, you want to mention, uh, that are upcoming for y- your clients or others that you're just kind of keeping an eye on?
1: Uh, you know, I have, a, I always have a lot of books coming down the pipeline, you know, in the you don't play uh, favorites. fiction space. <laughs> uh, yeah. I don't want to play favorites. I'll just mention a couple of books that are, are going to be, uh, coming along very, very soon. I have this author, Ah, uh, Alan Hlad. He has this book called A Long Flight Home. It's a historical novel, mixture of uh, maybe Unbroken and Water for Elephants. Uh, That's coming from Kensington Books. Um, kind of like a, a love story with a backdrop of World War II. And uh, if you like, like birds, they feature them prominently <laughs> in the book. Um, and then on the yeah on the nonfiction side. I have this interesting book coming from Chronicle Books called Autocomplete the Book, which is written by Justin Hook, who created this viral internet phenomenon called Google Feud. Hmm. If you go to googlefeud.com, you can try the, the game he created. Oh, cool. and he's been on a bunch of late shows for it and stuff like that. So that'll be a fun like, gift book type thing. Yeah,
0: Good stuff. All right, man. Well, uh, let's wrap up here on, and maybe just share... Any other quick tips for querying authors and uh, where they can connect with you out there in the world, i.e. like any upcoming um, speaking events or conferences you got?
1: I would say to to authors to just write a really great query, you know, one page to the point, really strong hook in there, include a couple of comparative titles and a little bit about yourself and, and the book. Um, and then if they want to connect with me, I think, you know, authors should feel free to write to me directly, you know, through our website, we have a submissions contact us form. I'll link to that. And, uh, I think that's one good thing to do. Um, and you know, I go to events throughout the year. Um, you know, I don't, I I don't think authors want to fly all the way to Frankfurt, Germany though, to find me at the Frankfurt book fair. (laughs) Well, um, we
0: have German listeners (laughs) though. Very possible.
1: Okay, well, I might be surprised uh, <laughs> if I meet one of your listeners, yeah. Kelton, overseas. I'll let you no, know. Please do. it um, would be funny. But uh, yeah, I would say authors should feel free to reach out online uh, through through our website. I love
0: it. I love it. All right. Well, we will link to TridentMediaGroup dot com and all those other uh, great resources. And we really appreciate taking the time to uh, share the publishing secrets of your uh, third career man thanks for coming on and we hope to have you back again
1: thanks so much it was great to be on the show
0: thanks so much for joining us for this half of the writer files and if you enjoy the podcast please subscribe to the show and leave us a rating or a review to help other writers find us you can always leave us a comment or a question and visit the entire archives at WriterFiles.fm, where we also humbly ask you to support the show with a secure donation to help us keep going Just click the little yellow PayPal donate button over at writerfiles.fm. And you can always chat with me on Twitter at Kelton Reed. Cheers. Talk to you next week. And thank you.